I'm so glad you are joining us today for our first Mom Break episode. Get ready for a mixture of silly stories and nativity readings. I'm Tina. I'm a wife and stay-at-home mom of three boys. Life is full of crazy, and I want to share it with you. I really want to do this podcast, but like you, I don't always have time to sit down and record. So we're going to fold laundry, bake, do all the things together while we talk. I'm glad you're here to walk through life with me. Once upon a time, in a very small village across the wide ocean, lived a shoemaker and his lovely wife. The man sold shoes to all the grown-ups and boys and girls throughout the whole land. People would travel from far away to buy shoes from the old man. One day, for seemingly no reason at all, people stopped traveling from so far away. Even the townsfolk in his tiny little village stopped coming into the shop. They'd simply bustle their way past the shop window without even looking in. With no one buying his shoes, the kind shoemaker and his wife became very poor. So poor that one night the old man found only enough leather to make one more pair of shoes. So he carefully cut out the leather and laid it on the workbench. He'd finish the shoes in the morning and try to sell them in the big city. He climbed up the creaky stairs, blew out the candle, and tucked himself into his warm bed. The next morning, the shoemaker woke up with a big yawn. He walked down the creaky stairs and opened the door to his workshop and then closed the door behind him. To his great surprise, there on the workbench was a pair of beautiful shoes. The shoes were just perfect, with every stitch neat and tidy. These are the most handsome shoes I have ever seen, he thought to himself. The man took them to market and sold them for twice the price as he normally would have. With his profits, he bought enough leather for two pairs of shoes. Same as the night before, the man cut out the leather for both pairs of shoes and laid it neatly on his workbench. He climbed up the creaky stairs, blew out the candle, and tucked himself into his nice warm bed. After another restful night, the shoemaker woke up with a yawn. and made his way down to his workshop there on the workbench were two perfect pairs of shoes 
Off to the city market went the old shoemaker. Within just a few minutes at the market, a rich businessman bought both pairs of shoes for double what the shoemaker would have normally made. Not surprisingly, the shoemaker bought leather enough for four pairs of shoes. After many weeks, the kind shoemaker and his wife once again began selling shoes to all the land. People would travel from even further than before. Soon, even the king heard of the shoemaker and his wonderful shoes. He summoned the man to his palace. My servants tell me that you make the best shoes in all the country. Is that true? Well, it isn't me that makes the shoes. It's funny you should ask. The shoemaker told the king all about the magical workbench. Before leaving, the man gave the king his very own shoes made by his magical workbench. These are the most lovely shoes I have ever seen, the king said. Then he put the shoes on his feet. These are the most comfortable shoes I have ever worn, said the king. With that, the king ran around his palace. <sighs> These are the fastest shoes I have ever run in, said the king out of breath. The king insisted that the shoemaker make shoes for all of his family and all of his friends and for his little cat, Mr. Dimples. So off the man went to lay out leather for 10 pairs of shoes for the king's family, 20 pairs of shoes for the king's friends, and four tiny shoes for Mr. Dimples. <coughs> After months and months of selling these fine shoes, the shoemaker and his wife grew very rich. They gave the food to the hungry and gave shoes to those in need in the streets. Even with all their money, the shoemaker and his wife were kind and giving. Finally, one week before Christmas, the shoemaker decided to hide in the closet to peek at the workbench overnight. His wife creaked her way up the stairs, blew out the candle, and fell fast asleep in her nice warm bed. The shoemaker tucked himself away in the closet with a door open just a crack so he could see his workbench. When the clock struck midnight, the man heard a shuffle from the window. It opened ever so slightly, then fell closed. Soon, he saw the shadow of two tiny men wearing two tiny hats, climbing their way up the workbench with two tiny ropes. The men were no taller than a bottle of milk. The two little men worked quickly with all the leather on the workbench. Before dawn, they sneaked out the window, the same window they came into hours earlier, leaving 100 pairs of perfectly neat leather shoes. The next morning, the shoemaker told his wife what he had seen, and that night, both the man and his wife tucked themselves in the closet to see the little men at work. Just like the night before, the men squeezed through the window at precisely midnight. The old man's wife noticed the little men were wearing tattered old clothes, 
Their shoes had holes in the toes, and their tiny hats were nearly worn through, and she could see their knees through the holes in their pants. That's when the shoemaker and his wife had the most genius idea ever. So the old man and his wife began working diligently. The wife made the tiniest outfits with a bright red shirt and jacket and tiny green pants. She sewed the cutest little triangle hats that would keep their ears toasty warm in the cold. The shoemaker made four tiny shoes, pointed and curled at the toe. Before bed, the shoemaker and his wife folded their gift neatly and put it on the empty workbench with a tiny note that thanked the little men for their skillfully crafted shoes they made for so many nights. Then the man and his wife hid away in the closet once again to see if their visitors would come back. Sure enough, the village clock tower clanged its midnight bells and the tiny workshop window opened ever so slightly. In frolicked the two little men, as cheerful as ever. Up the workbench they climbed with their two tiny ropes. They were surprised to find no leather waiting for them. So eager to work for the shoemaker, they didn't know what to do. Then they noticed the tiny folded stacks of clothing. They put on the green pants and bright red shirt and jacket, quite happy with the perfect fit. They snugly pressed the pointed hat over their tiny ears and slipped each foot into the tiny curled shoes. Everything fit perfectly. The two men were beaming, running back and forth on the workbench. All night they danced in their brand new outfits, and shortly before sunrise, the two little men climbed on the workbench with their two tiny ropes and out the same window they had entered through so many times before. And out they went into the cold Christmas morning. The old shoemaker and his wife never saw the two little men again. For many, many years, they made shoes for all the land. They shared their great riches with those in need, never asking for anything in return. For they always remembered those two little men who helped them in their time of greatest need. What a fun way to kick off our time together today. Still to come, we have more stories, poems, and truth from God's Word. Up next, we have The Story of Christmas, written and read by Christina Aiken. "'Twas the first Christmas night, and all through the town, not an inn, or a room, or a bed to be found." For poor Mother Mary, who felt with no doubt, tonight was the night the angel told her about. The barn animals nestled all snug in their hay, dreaming of pastures they'd wandered that day, when in came their master, lantern in hand, and a family and donkey from a faraway land, who settled down next to them, rustling around, and cleared out their manger of food to be found. They mooed and they baaed and chattered that night, while Mary lay tossing and turning, what a sight. The moon trickled silver light across the sacred stable, while other homes gathered and feasted at tables. 
But what to these wondering animal eyes did appear? A tiny, crying baby, held and loved by parents so dear. And something in these creatures' hearts rang true. They knew in a moment just exactly who had come to lay in their home that evening, and what exactly it was the angels had been singing. Emmanuel, Jesus, Son of God and of man, is born to you this day in the land. Glory to God in the highest, they sang. Peace on earth, their voices had rang. And day by day, these animals witnessed the miraculous story of the very first Christmas, as shepherds came to their knees in a bow, and wise men, able to find this place somehow, with songs of praise and gifts for this tiny king, the horse, the cow, the sheep were all wondering, would anyone believe their maker had come down to a small little barn in this part of town? With ten little fingers and ten little toes, a head full of hair, even a stuffy button nose, who would believe a king had come as a baby born of a virgin, God's own son? So I invite all of you children listening here to think of the magic of Christmas this year, of elves on shelves and jingle bells, of the yummy Christmas cookie smells. But don't forget the greatest present, Jesus our Savior sent from heaven. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. in Galilee, there lived a young woman named Mary. 
Mary was soon to marry a carpenter named Joseph. One day, Gabriel, an angel, visited Mary and said, Greetings, most favored one, and do not be afraid. God has chosen you among all the women. Very soon you will have a baby. You must call him Jesus. This would be a very special baby. He would be great and his kingdom would last forever and ever. He told her that the child would be called the Son of God. Mary bowed before the angel Gabriel and told him she would be obedient to God. She would listen and that she wanted to do as God wished. When she got up, the angel had gone. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And Mary said, My soul praises the Lord. My heart is happy because God is my Savior. I am not important, but God has shown his care for me, his servant girl. From now on, all people will say that I am blessed because the powerful one has done great things for me. His name is holy. God will always give mercy to those who worship him. God's arm is strong. He scatters the people who are proud and think great things about themselves. God brings down rulers from their thrones, and he raises up the humble. 
God fills the hungry with good things, but he sends the rich away with nothing. God has helped his people Israel who serve him. He gave them his mercy. God has done what he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his children forever. Joy to the world! The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, 
an angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around. Fear not, said he, for mighty dread had seized their troubled mind. Glad tidings of great joy I bring to you and all mankind. To you and David's town this day is born of David's line, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this shall be the sign. The heavenly babe you there shall find to human view displayed, all simply wrapped in swaddling clothes and in a manger laid. Thus spoke the angel. Suddenly appeared a shining throng of angels praising God, who thus addressed their joyful song. All glory be to God on high, and to the earth be peace. To those on whom his favor rests, good will shall never cease. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Joanna sat on her knees by the fire. Her grandchildren gathered closely around her, just as they had done for so many years before. Bubby, can you tell me a story? What story should I tell you this year? Jesus, tell us about the Messiah. She knew exactly which story they waited for. Each year, when the chill of winter blanketed Jerusalem, Joanna would gather her grandchildren near a warm fire. They'd eat figs and cheese and listen to the most magnificent story they had ever heard. When I was a little girl, around nine years old, my father and mother ran a small inn on the outskirts of town. The house was always bustling with travelers from far and near. I used to help clean and show the guests to their rooms. One especially memorable winter, the little town was flooded with guests. 
I remember Father turning away guest after guest, each one more desperate than the last. There was no place to stay in all of the town. It was especially cold and windy one night. Whenever a guest would open the door, the wind would sweep through the house, making the candle flames flicker and dance. It was getting late, but the streets were still busy with travelers looking for shelter. As I had done every night, I walked to the stable to feed the animals one more time before bed. As I returned, I saw a man standing at the door to the inn, talking to my father. The man grabbed father's hand and dropped to his knees. I watched as the man begged and pleaded for a place to stay. With head hung low, the man slowly rose to his feet and turned to walk away. A young woman emerged from the shadow of the inn. She buried her head in the man's chest, sobbing in desperation. Under the dim glow of the street lamp, I saw the rounded belly of the pregnant girl. Papa, she has a baby. Joanna, we have no room, said father. I looked back at the pregnant girl, her sunken eyes filled with tears. She sat down in the street, too exhausted to continue searching for a bed. Papa, the stable. I can clear Lamech's stall and lay a bed of fresh straw. Hmm, very well, Joanna. I will get your brothers to help clear the stall. Father, Simeon, and Matthias rushed to the stable. Simeon moved Lamech to a smaller stall, and Matthias and Father spread a large blanket on the floor. I led the young couple to the stable. Mother brought hot soup and bread to eat and water to drink. Come, come, lady, this way. My name is Joanna, and this is my brother Simeon, and here is Matthias. This donkey is Lamech. You'll stay in his stall tonight, but he doesn't mind. He's a wonderfully kind little donkey. I'm sure he is just lovely, Joanna. My name is Joseph. This is Mary, and our donkey is called Yoktop. He's a little stubborn, but he's also very kind. I'm sure Lamech and Yoktan will get along marvelously. It isn't much, said Father, but you will be warm for the night. Father and Mother scurried us back inside the warm house and off to bed. After a long day, we were asleep in minutes. I was awoken in the middle of the night with cries coming from outside. I sprang out of bed and opened the door to hear what was happening. It was Mary. I slowly opened the stable door to ask if I could fetch anything for them. Mary's having her baby, Joseph whispered softly. I ran into the house to get mother and father. Mother rushed to the stall with a pan of warm water and I took a pile of cloth remnants from the sewing table. Mother insisted we go inside to leave them alone, but I couldn't help myself. I climbed to the window to peek out at the stable. Mother paced nervously for several minutes. Father opened the door to listen. Maybe they needed something else, he thought. Simeon and Matthias had come out by this time, asking many questions as to what was happening. Then, a moment I have treasured my whole life. <coughs> Yeah! <laughs>
I rushed to the door, then turned to look at Mother. She laughed quietly as she tossed me a wide piece of brand new soft wool we purchased at the market. Go, Joanna. Offer this to warm the child, Mother said through a wide smile. I rushed to the stable as fast as my feet could carry me. I opened the door quietly and tiptoed in. Joseph took the cloth and swaddled the baby boy tightly. What's his name? I whispered. Mary looked into my eyes with a calm, loving smile. His name is Jesus, the Messiah. I ran to tell father, the Messiah is born in Bethlehem. He's really here. Blessed be the Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, father said, looking towards heaven with outstretched hands. I sat with Mary and watched the newborn sleep peacefully in her arms. Soon Mary was drifting off to sleep herself, and she asked if I would take her child. As I rocked the baby in my arms, I heard commotion outside the stable. I gently laid the baby into the soft hay and crept to the stable door, careful not to wake Mary or Joseph. Outside were sheep and shepherds from the hillside around the town. There were too many to count. All were on their knees, arms stretched to heaven. Praise be to God! Our Savior has come, they sang. Soon the shepherds were spreading news of Jesus' birth through all the streets. The Messiah has come to us! I didn't understand it that night, but as I sat in the stable with that newborn babe in my arms, I held the Savior of the world. Tell us more. Did you ever see Jesus again? Yes, I would meet the Savior again, but that's a story for another time. John 1, 14, and the Lord became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as if the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you for joining us today for this first Mom Break episode. It was a lot of fun to put together and we've already started working on the next one. It wouldn't have been possible without the help of some really great people. So, 
Thanks to Christina Aiken for writing and reading her original poem for us. My thanks also go to Angela Barnard, Chris and Mallory Hancock, Rebecca Miller, and all the Hornicks, Ainsley, Andrew, Jeremy, Justin, Pam, and Zach. I really hope your family was able to enjoy the episode, and I'd love to hear your feedback as we plan the next mom break. Find me on Instagram at Tina Hornick or my website, keepingmysanity.com. Merry Christmas!